Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Friday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. Fridays are always fun days, as it's always, hopefully, heading into a weekend if you don't have to do that weekend grind. But, you know, it's always good, you know, every other Friday, payday Friday, and it's especially good today because it's not raining on Friday. Uh, Friday, uh, the last maybe two, three weeks, maybe every day that I've been in here. It's been uh, park and consciously make an effort like what is the direct line to the front door? Like what do I need to do to navigate my way to the front door as fast as I can and not get all my backpack wet, all everything else wet, and then get everything that I need to do? It's a, it's a rather strategic uh, placement. I mean – if you're ever if you're ever in the Alcoa area, about 5:40 in the morning, uh, check it out. Check it out. It's worth a it's worth a watch. But uh, as we head into the weekend, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Lady Vols uh, fell last night to LSU. We'll talk a little bit about that, and we'll talk about what's coming up for the Lady Vols there on Sunday against Texas A&M. Tennessee has South Carolina in Columbia. Uh, taking on the Gamecocks for the second time this season, hoping to sweep. The, uh, the Gamecocks, and hoping to, to get some of those wins that are going to be uh, hard to come by here the final seven weeks of the season. Going to talk a little bit about the XFL, the weekend that is, week two of the XFL, and, and, and surprise, surprise, there's positive coming from week number one. So I think uh, people are starting to jump on board, check it out. I've been an advocate for it, so... I think people should jump on board, check it out, and pick you a team. The, the cool thing is that there's no long-lasting effects. Like, there's no mandate to buy any gear, swag, or anything, but it's just fun to have two teams going at it, and you like one and you don't like the other. It's pretty much where I draw the line. Uh, and, and then we'll talk a little bit about some just hot takes. We'll start with that uh, today in that – you ever, you ever run across a story and you're just going through headlines and you're going through headlines and you're like, oh, well, that's different. That's what I did yesterday. Or actually this morning early, I guess. Um, Heather Denich is who dropped the, the article ESPN Senior Writer about, about 540 yesterday. I probably caught it late in the evening. Eastern Kentucky, a football program that has some ties to Tennessee. As Mark Elder left there to be the head coach a few years ago, he now has not the head coach there. He, he's moved on uh, to the high school ranks, actually, uh, there, there in the state of Kentucky. But Eastern Kentucky linebacker Michael Harris, a former four-star recruit who transferred from Auburn, was arrested Monday morning in Grove City, Ohio, on four different charges. And this is the headline that got, got me. After he hoisted a police officer over his head, causing them both to fall to the ground. I went, oh, it was one of those traffic stops. It was one of those 
discussions. Little did we know, Harris has been suspended from all team and football-related activities. According to the statement, Thursday afternoon, a redshirt freshman at Auburn last year, Harris played in 11 games and made three tackles. Not necessarily the impact I'd say he was planning to make uh, for Auburn, so he did make a transfer and play and was wanting to play at Eastern Kentucky. It says video obtained by ESPN shows the 6'3", 245-pound Harris in a parking lot grabbing a male officer around the waist and lifting him up above his shoulders before falling on top of the officer. That's what was said by Eric Scott with Grove City Police Department. Said nobody was hurt. Harris was charged with obstructing official business, uh, assaulting, uh, resisting arrest, and disorderly conduct, uh, according to police records. I don't know if it's the assault. I guess the assault is the lifting over the head, or maybe that's the falling on top of. But I just, the obstructing official business. Like, I guess maybe there's a rule that you have to have both feet planted on the ground to do official business. I don't know. I don't know. I'm totally making a joke out of this, but this is funny. This is this is comical how, how just, let's just say not smart because all the other words don't sound real nice. As of Thursday afternoon, Harris was still in custody in Franklin County. Uh, one of the officers was there, um, and he was a very... And he, uh, and he was a very strong man, and he said, I cannot believe the strength that Harris had. EKU re- released a statement saying that Eastern Kentucky is actively monitoring an incident that had Mr. Michael Harris involved uh, that resulted in criminal charges. Mr. Harris is currently enrolled at Eastern Kentucky and listed as a redshirt sophomore on the football roster. He has been suspended from all team and football-related activities. Understanding the details of the incident are still under investigation and abiding by FERPA laws and regulations, F-E-R-P-A. We must respect the privacy of our students. When the facts are established and the investigation is complete, EKU Athletics will decide how to move forward. Said, according to police reports, an employee of a local business called police because Harris was in the building and wouldn't leave. The caller told dispatcher that Harris was being aggressive and that he did not seem to be all there. Shocker. Officer Kerry Rose, who was also trained as a crisis negotiator, uh, but wasn't acting in that capacity, was the first on the scene and dealt with Harris alone for several minutes. Harris was near his vehicle, and according to reports, he was agitated, was not able to stand still, and was not able to stick to one story. She was able to try and calm him, uh, as the as the police officer said, at one point, Harris went to the driver's compartment of his vehicle. Officer Rose instructed him to stay back before she could determine identity, but he told her she didn't need his name and continued to get inside the vehicle. He's going through what we would call his progression of force, and they exercised extreme patience, but recognize when he goes for the car, That's a deal breaker. Uh, We can't have that. The concern is that the person is either in a mental health crisis or under the influence of a drug. Uh, Because of his behavior, it was clear that that would be unsafe for him to be in a car. Harris was talking excessively, continuously leaning toward Officer Rose, throwing his arms around, and at one point, dancing. (laughs) 
I don't know why. That's it's not funny. This is terrible. This is not a good situation. But come on, man. Handle your business. The officer does kind of push him back ever so slightly, saying, Stay back, man. Stay back. At that point, he's saying, Just take me to jail. Just take me to jail. And the officer is trying to use his authority at that point to try to gain compliance. Uh, because Harris became increasingly aggressive, the second officer decided to put him in handcuffs to take control of the situation. But when he asked Harris to put his hands behind his back, Harris smacked the officer's hands away because the officer causing the officer to place him under arrest. Harris pulled away and walked back towards his vehicle, stating that he was not going to jail. So now you want him to go to jail, you don't want him to go to jail. Uh, at that point, the male officer used pepper spray, but it was ineffective because Harris pulled the hood of his sweatshirt over his face. That's when the officers tried to help to keep Harris from getting in his car again, and Harris lifted the male officer over his shoulders. Fortunately, the officer wasn't seriously hurt. He used his foot to try and break his fall a little bit. The officer immediately remained composed. He told Mr. Harris, I have him. I have him just get an arm and secure him in handcuffs. They got that, that worked out. A third officer can be seen on video helping secure Harris in the handcuffs. According to the reports, police found a digital scale and various drugs in the car. EKU had no further comment at this time. The assault against the police officer is a felony under Ohio law, according to Lieutenant Scott, and the narcotics may lead to additional charges if lab results reveal they are controlled substances. But uh, talk about a story of what not to do. And I don't say this to beat up Harris. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, it's the age-old discussion. You're at a big university, or you're at a university. It doesn't have to be big. I mean, it could be community college. It could be, it could be, you know, Division One powerhouse. However, you want to define where is what. But the problem is, there's such a premium put on athletics, and it's twofold. Premium put on athletics in the point that there's a little bit of uh, entitlement, arrogance. A little bit of, you know, I'm above it mentality that comes with that. And that's what happened right here. I'm in a, I'm in a building. I'm in a location. I'm better because I'm a big-time football player. I played at Auburn. I played at, at EKU. I'm, I'm starting this year. You introduce drugs, alcohol. You introduce all these different pieces, and all this stuff gets worse. I don't know that I've ever read a story, and maybe they've just not been written, to where, man, he was really out of control until he got that alcohol in him. Man, he was really he was taking care of business until until those drugs really kicked in. It's just not a good look. It's not a good thing. It's not good for the not not you know take sports out of, it. you know what 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 it does for him his family EKU and that community. None of those. None of those needed this report. None of them needed this point. And, and so the deal is, and, and I say all this to say this, like I said, it was it was, it was was uh, maybe catchy article writing by, by, let me get her name right, by Miss Heather Denich, but it just goes to show you that these kids still make dumb mistakes. 
Same as, as someone who's going to a college that's on, you know, the debate team or that's on the, the chess team or that's on the, the swim team. I mean, you know, athletics and and just high level of thinking doesn't always line up. And that's no knock on any 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 person or anything. It's just it is. I knew people I knew people back from where I went to high school and where I went to college that I'm pretty sure they could run to Knoxville about as quick as 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 a uh, as a small car but they they may not have have all their books in the shelf upstairs but that assumption is made that entitlement is made that 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 allowing to have said mentality is had because it's the nature of what the business is you got to recruit you got to make something look better than other places and 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 like I said, I think that all came to a boil uh, there in Ohio for this this linebacker from Eastern Kentucky. So I guess I say all that to say this: just because you're a Division One athlete doesn't make you doesn't make you untouchable. It makes you special. It makes you it makes you marketable. It makes you uh, have a platform that can lead to a big time future. But that platform is just as dangerous. That platform is just as enabling. And you just got to manage that. So, uh, like I said, this was not an article to talk about what this bad boy at Eastern Kentucky's doing or, or whatever. This was just an opportunity to kind of bring, you know, to bring stuff up because, because, you know, it, it's, it needs to be dealt with, you know, and I think big time schools that have all the resources are trying to, to manage this. They have, you know, whether it be at Tennessee, the VFL program or, or what have you, where they'll go and they'll do community things and they understand their impact and they go to hospitals and they, they understand that kids are, are kind of looking up to these guys. But I think others just, it's a means to an end. They've always been rough and tumble. They've always been aggressive, and that's what wins on the football field, and they try to translate that to the real world in, in life, and it just doesn't work. It's not the dynamic that, that's trying to be built. So if you're an athlete out there, just listen. Be respectful. Things that last beyond sports. Being respectful, having manners, making good decisions, and, and doing what's best for more than just you. That's what, what's good decisions. Those are things that it don't matter if you can run a 4 five forty or like me, a 10 forty. It works. It's going to make, it's going to make some things happen for you. But what things don't stand the test of time is, you know, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, things like that. After you're in a situation to where I, I, I again, speculation and it's not all situations, but entitlement, I've been here before. I'm a big-time football player. Handcuffs fit the same. And that's to anybody. That's to anybody who wants to make those bad decisions. Handcuffs fit the same. They don't They do not do a background check. They don't do a credit check before they handcuff. You act stupid, you go to jail. It's kind of the, the timeline there. You lift, a, you lift an officer over your head by their waist, you're going to jail. It just 
it just blows my mind the 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 stuff that happens and, and the fact that I don't I don't see that there's a whole lot of support for a lot of these kids. Like he's going to Eastern Kentucky, he's in Ohio. What 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 are what are what is co- the coach at Eastern Kentucky doing to to make sure his players are not doing stupid stuff? What's he doing to make sure that he's not at local businesses showing his tail? And some people's like, well, they're not babysitters. No, they're a lot more than that. They're a lot more than that. And maybe I'm off the rocker here because I have a really strong opinion about certain things, this being one of them. But I'm open to talking. Give me a call, 865-983-4310. But we're going to take a quick break, listen to our fine sponsors, just touching on one of the hot topics there this morning. Disorderly conduct, lifting police officers over their shoulder, but we'll move away from that. When we come back, XFL week number two on the docket. Who's the teams to watch? What's some changes coming? And then week two in the XFL, a, a season that you wait each week for things to fall apart, and you hope that they don't. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. As the demand for a more skilled and technologically advanced workforce has grown in Blount County over the last decade, a driving force to get more young adults trained to work with our local companies and businesses is the Blunt Partnership. The Blunt Partnership has created working relationships between the public schools and industries to develop education initiatives that prepare an upcoming workforce with the skills needed for them to succeed and build a career. To learn more about these strategies, log on to BluntPartnership.com. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. 
They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Join us for the Blunt Broadcasting Basketball Rivalry Series, Maryville versus Alcoa. Game number two of the series is Friday, February the 14th at Alcoa High School. Girls action starts at 6 p.m. and the boys take the court immediately after the girls game. Wayne Kaiser will be courtside to bring you play-by-play of each exciting minute of the action. You can hear the games on WKVL 100.9 FM and WGAP 105.9 FM AM 1400 and on the live stream at WKVL.com. It's the Blunt Broadcasting Basketball Rivalry Series, Maryville versus Alcoa, on Friday, February 14th, starting at 6 p.m., right here on WKVL and WGAP. Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, shiftprinting at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. A little little news and notes here as we come out of the break. Tomorrow, February the 15th, that's Saturday, February the 15th, 10 a.m. to noon, Fairview Raiders youth football signups will take place at William Blunt High School inside the cafeteria, ages 7 
to 12 can sign up. Again, that's Raiders Youth Football, Fairview Raiders Youth Football, Saturday, February the 15th, 10 to noon in William Blunt High School's cafeteria. Seven to 12-year-olds can sign up. Come down, talk to the coaches. I know there's several guys that I work with, and, and they say the numbers are down, and I, I just I just caution people. I never want to tell people what to do or what decisions to make with their children. Again, that's that's why they're your children. But then at the same rate, uh, come down, ask some questions, because I think just talking to them, there's been some big moves for player safety and in, in the equipment that they have now, in what they do in practices, how they don't, you, you know, the things they've changed to, to limit impact and different things. And I thought it was really good conversation. So just come down there, William Blunt High School's cafeteria, tomorrow, Saturday, February the 15th, 10 to noon, Fairview Raiders Youth Football signups. Again, 7 to 12-year-olds can sign up, should sign up, and go down there and check it out tomorrow 10 to noon but then the the next thing is a little bit of bill paying uh as uh the grind is as kind of we're a year and a half old here in Maryville I've uh, been doing radio for for a little bit longer than that and you know it's always kind of been a you know a kind of a hobby and I know people are like you do something five days a week as a hobby yeah when I have the opportunity right why not so what we've done here is is over the last few years, you know, we've kind of grown. You know, we've we've got a little bit more of a of a detailed logo. We've done a little different things on social media. You know, we've done some Facebook lives, and all these things are cool and they're 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 a small step in a way of of making this thing uh, somewhat bigger. Uh, but but when I got to talking with with Mike Carlton and the and the crew over at Forty Second Street Marketing. Uh, they kind of changed that for me. They said, "Let's let's take this from a hobby to a business. Let's let's make this a serious venture, and let's get you branded and get you get you tuned up in the way to where you're going to look professional when you want to be professional." They do a great job of that for a lot of local businesses, a lot of local local talent. I mean, there's uh, there's other radio stations that use use Forty Second Street and are extremely extremely happy with the work that Mike and his group does. So if you're interested in marketing, you need some some any kind of brand building, check out 42nd Street Marketing. They're 42sd.com, uh, and they're also 865-382-7007. Check them out. You're going to talk to Miss Jana, and she'll set up a plan that gets you right off to the races to make what your dream is Make it work because between business cards, the website, social media building, uh, they've done a lot for the grind already, and we're excited to be partnered with them and want you to be as well. Again, 42SD.com. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. I can I can put my word on it. But here's the deal. Uh, this week uh, is week number two in the XFL. That's going to be topic number two here on the Friday edition. Uh, week number one. Saw four games, two Saturday, two Sunday, none that disappointed. Some people would argue that the Guardians-Vipers game was not exciting. I would disagree. I kind of like the Guardians. So, D.C. Defenders defeated the Seattle Dragons 31-19. The Houston Roughnecks knocked off the L.A. Wildcats 37-17 so much that the defensive coordinator for the Wildcats uh, is 0-1 in his coordinator role in the XFL. He was released earlier this week. The Tampa Bay Vipers fell to the New York Guardians in New York, 23-3. And then the St. Louis Battlehawks, probably the shocker of the weekend, knocked off the preseason 
top-ranked, Bob Stoops-led, Landry Jones quarterbacked, Dallas Renegades 15-9. Now, Dallas was without Landry Jones based on him coming back from an injury late and not having enough reps under his belt, Coach Stoops said. But the St. Louis Battlehawks nonetheless took care of what they did have and got the victory 15-9. Week 2 has a slate that's going to be pretty interesting. The New York Guardians go to D.C. to take on the D.C. Defenders. That's a Saturday, February 15th, 2 p.m. game. So after you've went and signed up for the Fairview Raiders youth football, uh, you can get back home quick for 2 p.m. kick uh, against the New York Guardians and the D.C. Defenders. Saturday also, the, the Tampa Bay Vipers take on the Seattle Dragons in a game where you may have to adjust the TV. Both those uniforms are loud. Both of them have a lot of lime green in them, and uh, it, it may be one that's hard to watch. You may have sunglasses on in your living room. But nonetheless, uh, I, I like that Saturday slate. I think you look at the New York Guardians, what they were able to do in, in really their defense held held their opponent to the least points outing. Uh, of the weekend. They held the Vipers to three points last week. Uh, and the D.C. defenders have Cardell Jones and and a high-powered D.C. defender offense to to kind of manage that. So we'll see how this shakes out. But I if, if I've got to go with one, you look, they're both winners a week ago. 31 points for D.C. over the Seattle Dragons. And the, the Guardians knocked off the Vipers 23-3. I say give me the D.C. defenders at home. I think they can put out more points, and it looks like they can hold you under 20. So I think that should be a benefit for D.C. So give me the defenders over the Guardians. The The Saturday late game, 5 p.m. Eastern tip time or kick time, is Tampa Bay Vipers at the Seattle Dragons. Again, Vipers lost last week. So did the Dragons. The funny thing is, is, is the two teams that won – are playing in week two, and the two teams that lost are playing in week two. Not That did not plan that way, but it did happen. Tampa Bay uh, only be able to muster three points against the, the New York Guardians, while the Dragons got 19 against the D.C. Defenders. I'm going to go with the Dragons, and again, a home field, home field advantage as Tampa Bay is going to have to go completely cross-country uh, to deal with the Seattle Dragons, and I just say they scored 19. Tampa Bay couldn't get but three, and and, and I think that's the Aaron Murray-led Tampa Bay Vipers. Their offense was, uh, let's just say, quiet, to say the least. So give me the Seattle Dragons. I like what they were able to do in a loss against D.C. more than I liked Tampa Bay's outing against the Guardians one week ago. So that's the Saturday slate. I'm going with the Defenders and the Dragons. If you haven't watched the XFL, you should. I think you'll be glad you did. Sunday's pretty packed as you've got the Daytona 500 and a lot of other things going on. But if you got a Saturday slot open, check out one of these games. I would recommend the 2 o'clock game, the New York Guardians and the D.C. Defenders. But then Sunday, the slate is just as fun. Sunday the 16th at 3 p.m., you've got the Dallas Renegades against the L.A. Wildcats. Again, you've got the preseason number one team versus the L.A. Wildcats, a team that just fired their D.C. one game into the season. It'll be an ABC matchup as the Landry Jones will play for the Renegades, the Road Renegades, and uh, the L.A. Wildcats will look to get back on track. If I've, got my, if I've got my guesses, I go with Dallas on this. I like their defense. Even in a loss last week, held their, their opponent to 15 points, just wasn't able to get the offense up and going. 
I think Landry Jones will change that as he was the number one pick in said XFL draft. And I think the L.A. Wildcats defensively uh, have some things to be desired. They gave up 37 points in week one's loss to the Houston Roughnecks. And honestly, the most points allowed of week one. So this uh, looks to be a, a good coming out party for Landry Jones. Give me the Renegades to win the 3 p.m. kick on ABC. And then here, it's it's funny because the the finale is always one that, that kind of has some intrigue. 6 p.m. kick time on Fox Sports 1, Sunday the 16th. St. Louis Battlehawks, the shockers of week number one as they knocked off the Renegades at home. But then the Houston Roughnecks, again, 37 points put out in week number one, highest scoring output of the XFL's first inaugural week. I guess second inaugural week because <laughs> it's the the uh, the second year of the attempt of an XFL. So Houston Roughnecks, nonetheless, a tough-looking football team, 37 points in week number one. The Battle Hawks knocked off the Renegades, so maybe the most intriguing matchup of the weekend. To me, it's bookend for the weekend. The The Guardian DC Defender game, to me, is, is, a, is a much must-watch. And then the Battle Hawks and the Roughnecks could be a really good game. Can the Battle Hawks continue defensively uh, to hold their opponents under double digits? And can the Roughnecks pour it on the way they did against the Wildcats? We'll see what happens. See if what changes were made week one to week two. I thought fluidity was a good thing in week number one, but we'll see if they change it up and do a little things different uh, as we go into week two. But 2 and 5 p.m. Uh, kick times on Saturday as the 2 o'clock will be on ABC and the 5 o'clock will be on Fox. And then on Sunday, 3 p.m. start time for the, the, the Renegades and the Wildcats on ABC and a 6 p.m. kick on Fox Sports 1 for the Roughnecks and the Battle Hawks. But, uh, you know, that's kind of the discussion there. Who do you like? I mean, I'd like to hear if anybody's got a got a favorite team or whatnot uh, already here in week number one. We know Jeff McIntyre is going for the Renegades. I think he likes Bob Stoops, Hal Mummy, that, that connection there. Uh, but I, at me, at this point, I like three teams. And I'm, I'm, I'm letting them kind of battle it out, no pun intended. But the New York Guardians – uh, the Dallas Renegades and the Houston Roughnecks are all um, all about um, all about my fandom at this point, and, uh, and and we'll see what happens, and we'll see if anybody thinks any different about that. If you give me a call eight six five nine eight three four three one zero, I'd love to hear who your favorite XFL team is. Again, eight six five nine eight three four three. One zero. We're going to take a break. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, Lady Vols and Men Vols basketball is what we're going to talk the rest of the show as the Lady Vols had a game last night, came up on the short end, but have a way to get back on track this weekend. And the Vols, a big matchup with South Carolina to start the stretch that is a gauntlet to finish the regular season. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back.
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Rural King has joined Hope Products, a brand dedicated to saving children from childhood cancer and other life-threatening diseases. When you buy Hope Products coffee pods at Rural King, 50% of all profits go directly to support St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. An 80-count box of breakfast blend or Hope House Blends coffee pods are regularly $24.99, but for a limited time are now just $12.98. Support St. Jude's by picking up some 80-count boxes of Hope Products coffee pods for $12.98 at Rural King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Join us for the Blunt Broadcasting Basketball Rivalry Series, Maryville versus Alcoa. Game number two of the series is Friday, February the 14th at Alcoa High School. Girls action starts at 6 p.m. and the boys take the court immediately after the girls game. Wayne Kaiser will be courtside to bring you play-by-play of each exciting minute of the action. You can hear the games on WKVL 100.9 FM and WGAP. 105.9 FM, AM 1400, and on the live stream at WKVL.com. It's the Blunt Broadcasting Basketball Rivalry Series, Maryville versus Alcoa, on Friday, February 14th, starting at 6 p.m., right here on WKVL and WGAP. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. 
You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, shiftprinting at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the Property Squad Studios, the WKBL and Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. As, as we kind of get into the final segments here, as we're about 19 minutes till the top of the hour, uh, we've got a discussion to be had. Uh, Tennessee basketball, Tennessee Lady Vols basketball have action this weekend, and it's worth a watch. You need to check it out. Tennessee men, 14-10 and 10 on the season head to South Carolina to take on the 15-9 and Gamecocks uh, for a, a starter game that's going to be part of a gauntlet series uh, that the men have to face going down the stretch. Uh, Tennessee slate looks like this. Seven remaining games uh, that start with South Carolina, then Vandy at home, Auburn on the road, Arkansas on the road, Florida at home, Kentucky on the road, and then finish the regular season with Auburn in TBA in Knoxville uh, a, a gauntlet to say the least honestly it probably started a week ago uh, Saturday against the Wildcats but Tennessee coming off a big win over Arkansas 82 to 61 on Tuesday and really found its stride a little bit against the Razorbacks can they carry that to Columbia I think so you look at this South Carolina team and, and a lot of people are saying well Tennessee's hitting a lot of people when they're playing their best basketball, possibly. But here's the deal. I don't know that Tennessee's not playing their best basketball. So so you just take it as it comes. South Carolina's coming into a matchup after a victory Wednesday, uh, just, just uh, two days ago, against Georgia, 75-59 to in Athens. And then they, they took down Texas A&M by 20 in Columbia, and then they uh, they took a loss to Ole Miss on February the fifth, and that's really what sparked their little little rise here. Uh, they took an eighty four to seventy loss to Ole Miss in Oxford, and then they've taken it out on the last two opponents, a twenty point win and a sixteen point win to show for it. But Tennessee comes to town with a full head of steam, as against Arkansas, some players and pieces came into play that was very. Very nice to see. Santiago Vescovi had a career high scoring with 20 points. Uh, had a really nice night distributing the basketball. And quite frankly, did a better job efficiently handling a lot of pressure from some defenses. And again, Arkansas foul-happy club really was uh, was working the – they were working those numbers. Some of those the, – the boards up on the screen were sitting there going – I don't know that we've ever put this many fouls up there. It, it was a it was a long night, and uh, they were they were using everybody had five, and they were making sure that they got towards the back end of that list. So, uh, I think Tennessee goes goes down there with with some confidence. I think as much confidence as you're going to have being a, a very very young basketball team 
with more questions than you have answers. But I think you found a little something. Uh, you, you know, I, I think you're you're seeing Bowden consistently stay in that 16 to 20 point window, and and, and it's not always from the three point line, which is okay. Uh, you just got to You got to let him know uh, how many of those he's willing to th- to throw up there, because still uh, not his forte to launch from long range this year, even though that's kind of been his uh, bread and butter through his career. But I think you've got to you got to continue to ride Fulkerson's aggression and his uh, his commitment. And then let Vascovi, uh, let let Eve Ponds, and and let the 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 supporting cast that is whether that's Kumwa, which I thought had a really good game against Arkansas, or is that uh, is that you know one of the other new guys is is that Bailey is that or Jalen Johnson not Bailey, uh, Jalen Johnson. Do we see a return of uh, Josiah James? Do we see uh, you know you know Olivia or not Olivier? Euros Plovsic, do we see him step up? He's, his minutes have kind of went away, and he's trying to work through some uh, some some kind of role-playing deals, but I think you need him down the stretch to get this thing done because Fulkerson can't continue to play 38 minutes, 39 minutes, 34 minutes. Need a little balance there, need some good minutes out of Plovsic, and we need this thing to work out, but I think South Carolina is a must-win game for Tennessee. As like I went down the gauntlet, you've got two games against Auburn that's tough to beat. Tough to beat. They're they're easy to play with, but tough to beat. Because uh, if you look, everybody plays them within four or five points. But I think this game, the Vanderbilt game, and the other Arkansas game are must-wins in this last seven games, uh, and then you you go from there as your stretch to which ones can you pick away? Can you get one of the Auburn games? Can you get the second Kentucky game? You know, can you take down Florida at home? I think all are possible. And I think that's what, you know, as a fan, you know, you love the intensity. You love what they bring to the floor every night. But you, you, you're scared to death every time they touch the basketball. It And scared's probably uh, an over-exaggeration. But you are you – are, what am I trying to say? You're hesitant. Not maybe, maybe not the best word. You you just you know things can go. We're on the pinnacle every time we touch the basketball. It can go way uphill or it can go way downhill, uh, real real quick. So I, I think it makes for a fun time to watch Tennessee basketball. It makes for a, a fun time uh, to to dig in and be be a fan because as this team grows. They're only going to get better and better. Santiago Vescovi, a guy at work, tells me he has the it factor. He's a winner, and I agree. I think he's a good player. I think if he can if he can get the handles to where he doesn't turn it over uh, so much, and he already has the the aggressive nature, he already has the competitive edge. Uh, this is going to be a really good player for for a long time. You want the ball at this point. Other people have said they don't think that there's a person that can. That can jump on that train, but I I like what I see uh, out of Santiago Vescovi. But uh, got a little interest on the phone line. Let's jump to the phone line, see what the conversation will be. Hey, you're on the grind. Good morning, Wayne. Hey, what's up, man? Ah, uh, nothing much. What's up? Hey, yeah, uh, I hear you talking about Vescovi, man. As I sit here listening to you, he kind of reminds me of a. Um, a poor man's kind of Manu Ginobili, you know, with the left hand and the and the smooth moves he has, you know, and he, and and I, I like the way he plays. 
Yeah, same scruffy beard and more hair. I get it. Right. Um, <laughs> how do you how do you think this thing this team's gonna like? You think we're gonna make the tournament, or what? Do you, what What are your thoughts on that? So, so you know, I, I'm not a I'm not a chart guy, but I do have a formula. <laughs> okay. I, we've got seven games left. I think you win five games uh, of the last seven. You got to win one or two in the tournament, and then I think we can get in. I, I honestly do. But I think anything less than that, and I think we're in bad shape. Well, how in the world were they saying on TV the other night that Arkansas was 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 going to be in the tournament? I mean, did you watch them play against us? Yeah, well, I watched them do something. Did you see them play the game before against Missouri? Yeah, they're bad. I, I mean, mean and their coach knows it. I mean, they're like, yeah, we foul a lot. I was like, well, yeah. I understand when you lose your best player, and po- I mean, probably a top three player in the SEC, you know. But, but, but to hear them say that they're they're in the they're gonna you know they're on pace to be in the tournament or whatever that was that was an overstatement for sure. I'd like to look. I, I didn't look at their remaining schedule. I'm trying to pull it up at, as we talk, and that's the only thing that I can think would even give you give you kind of a feeling that you can make that statement is unless they've just got a cupcake finish. That that they can kind of jump some people, and I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking. They've got A and M, LSU, Georgia, uh, Tennessee again, uh, Missouri, Florida. No, I don't think they've got a and Mississippi State uh, tomorrow night. I I don't know. Maybe there was. Maybe they were talking about. Maybe they were talking about ladies. Well, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> uh, here, here's here's my take. I mean, we all know the later in the season it gets. It's, it's guard play and defense is what gets you going. What gets you going? Uh, maybe Jordan Bowden can. Uh, maybe Jordan Bowden and Viscovi can can do something, and uh, and we can lock down a little on the defensive end, and and maybe we can maybe we can sneak in and cause a little havoc in the uh, big dance. I'll tell you this. I think I think we're not as far away as people would like to think. I think if Bowden can can get his shot back from the three point line and Plovsic can get to playing ten good minutes, we're in good shape. Yeah, I, I'm pretty impressed with uh, with your boy Fulkerson too. He uh, he's he's had a he's had a he's had a come out year in my opinion too. You know, I mean he's played a lot better, a lot bigger than I thought he would at at, at times. You know, there were times there there coming into the season. I'm like, you know, Fulkerson. I think I even might have said it on the show. Fulkerson's going to look really good against non-SEC, non-big-time opponents. And he's done everything but but call me just a flat-out liar. He's played his heart out. And, and to me, to me, and I don't have a vote, but if anybody wants to give me one, I'll take it. Uh, Fulkerson, Fulkerson's in a second-team All-SEC in my book. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can see that. I think he's a great player. I think he plays with enough heart. He's he's not big enough, but he makes the plays. He's a he's a glue guy. I think you see him going for those loose balls on the baseline. It makes everybody else play harder. Uh, so no, I think he's he's done he's done more for this basketball team than anybody else has. I can say that. Well, I, I can't disagree with that. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, he just doesn't touch it as much as Vescovi. So <laughs> that's the only thing that Vescovi's got going for him. Yeah, if you if you do the if you do the little things and you know your role and you do and you just play with a lot of heart, then they can't take anything away from you, you know. And he's got another year to go. That that's what's that's what's so fun to think about is that this guy literally is a junior 
that uh, you, you know when when these young pups that are that are kind of still diaper rash a little bit when they get some age on them and you get these two four four star guys coming in and Springer and Johnson, I mean I mm-hmm. think I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be a nice year next year. With losing <clears throat> losing all the talent we lost coming into this year, and then these guys stepping up and getting the, getting the experience as being the starters, you know what I mean? Con- considering they didn't get as much playing time last year, if they can get a taste of that NCAA tournament, you never know what could happen next year, especially with those uh, those guys coming in. That's true, and, and you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a critic of of Coach Barnes after the whole UCLA thing. I'm kind of tough on him. But uh, you, you can't you can't undersell the coaching job that he did. He lost he lost what three NBA draft picks and four guys that actually signed NBA contracts, including yep. Kyle Alexander. And he's got this team of really, I guess only what three of them ever played together last year, and that was Bowden, Fulkerson, and Pons. And I don't know how much they saw the floor at the same time, but the coaching job that just to get them not to to fall on their face every night. Uh, what what he's done? I th- I think it's a pretty good. I'd put this one on my resume just with anything else. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't argue that either, um, buddy. I hope you have a good day and enjoy the show. Have a good one. Hey, thanks, Mister Ward. Thanks so much. Thanks, man. Mister Jay Ward on the phone line. As I thought, we had another call. I just had a flashing light in the studio. Either that, or we're about to lose a light bulb. But either way. Mr. Ward called in and gave gave a lot of credence to what this Tennessee basketball team's doing. You know, I think they've got a lot of things going in their way. Like I said, Santiago Vescovi touches it a lot, and he's a guy that that's going to be really good. Uh, and in if you think about it, a month and a half is all he's played basketball in the states, and what he what the the uptick he's made in just that short amount of time. So I think it's only up from here for Tennessee basketball. The problem is is the gauntlet that they've got to play. South Carolina is the first one on the docket. You can't win them all until you win this one. Starts in Columbia, South Carolina. It is tomorrow, Saturday, February the 15th, 6 p.m. tip time uh, for the Vols. The Lady Vols uh, played LSU last night, ended up on the wrong end of that matchup. And, uh, and, and you know, you go from there, 75-65 to 65 was the final. Uh, Tennessee... Uh, has a, a way to redeem themselves this weekend as A&M is the next one on the list uh, coming up on Sunday. When you look at it, it's in Knoxville. ESPN2 will be there. Check it out. Uh, come out, root for the ladies. They got at least 12000 or They want 12000 in TBA, and their $5 tickets still available. But right here at the end of the show, uh, we're going to uh, – we're going to talk a little bit about this Blunt Broadcasting Rivalry Series. Uh, Maryville and Alcoa, game number two. Maryville took the first game in, in in pretty good fashion as they it was a battle all game, but Maryville handled the end. Tonight, Blunt Broadcasting will be right at Alcoa High School, putting it on WGAP, our sister station, 1400 AM, 105.9 FM, and also right here on Rocky Top Sports, 100.9 FM and 850 AM. Streaming at WKVL.com. You can check out one of the biggest rivalries in Blount County. Maybe one of the bigger rivalries in the state of Tennessee. Maryville and Alcoa as they lock horns one more time here in the regular season. WKVL, the home of the Tornadoes. WGAP, the home of the Rebels. But uh, Jason Ward sent me a message and said he has a prediction. 
Looks like he's going to go with Alcoa. Looks like he's going to go with Alcoa. Here's the thing. I think home field has a lot to do with this rivalry. Uh, you know, I've watched both teams play several games now. Maryville, uh, just the other night, uh, two-point loss to Cleveland, number one team in the state, and really had an opportunity there at the end of the game uh, to win it in regulation and just just the shot didn't fall. Uh, I, I'm going to kind of go against Mr. Ward, you know, and maybe, maybe I'm biased, and I, I don't think it's going to surprise him at all, but I'm going to go with those Red Rebels. And the reason I'm going with them is because they had a two-point loss to Cleveland, snapping a 20-game win streak uh, that had been going on all season. Oh, Jason cleared this up. I've got Maryville girls and Alcoa boys. Got it. I got you, buddy. Yeah, Coach West, it's hard to go against those those Maryville girls. But uh, I'm going to go with the Red Rebels on the boys' side, too. I'm going to go with a clean sweep, four games for the Rebels. And, and, and really, the only reason I'm doing that is – they lost on they lost on Wednesday night. Uh, I, I think this is a team. You, you talk about Joe Anderson, Ashton Maples, AJ Davis, and 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 all the other cast that that's a really great part of this basketball team. They don't like to lose. You could tell how hard they were playing at the end of the game. They didn't want to lose the other night, and it was the number one team in the state in the house. So I think these guys are going to come back. It's already a rivalry game, so it's already something that means a lot to these kids. You know, they've played AAU. They've played rec league together for several years. Now they get to lace it up across court from each other. Uh, I I think it's going to be a battle. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. If you can, get out to Alcoa High School. Check that out. But if you can't, check it out right here on Blunt Broadcasting. Both stations will have the game. It'll be myself and Jude Ellison on the call. It's, uh, It's fun doing it, and we just hope that we can paint a picture of the battle that's on the court. That's what we try to do each and every time. But I'm going to... Jason Ward says, go with the Alcoa boys and the Maryville girls. And I'm going to go with a clean sweep for those Red Rebels. But as we as we come to the end of the show, uh, kind of want to toss out some where you can find it stuff. If you like what you're hearing and you didn't get to hear all the show, you can go to www.thegrindonsports.com. Right there, there's the SoundCloud feed that has every show we've ever done from August 2018 to today. At about 7.05, it will be uploaded, and you can pull it live and listen at your leisure. But if you want to follow us on social media, because we put it out on those venues as well, check us out, The Grind on Sports on Twitter, The Grind on Sports on Instagram, and on Facebook, it is The Grind underscore WKVL. Uh, Check them out, and and, and again, follow us. Give us a a like, a follow, and heck, give us a comment, and maybe you'll lead to a topic that we cover in next week's show. So, again, check us out on all the social media outlets. Check us out on our website, thegrindonsports.com. But we're right up here against the the wire. Up at the top of the hour, Jason Swain and the Swain event. You don't want to miss it in what is the local block in your source for sports here in Blount County, WKVL. But we're going to take our exit for the week, but we will be back Monday to talk the finish of the XFL, how the Lady Vols and men did on the basketball court this week, and the alcoa Maryville rivalry as we go. But, you know, as we, we look ahead, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I am going to finish out today's show hitting the right buttons because I didn't do that. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on.